Donovan, rise and fire three. Utah. Oh, oh, Donovan Mitchell. Jazz. Rudy packed it right back down. Basketball. Up three, got it. Oh, that was filthy bogey. This is Utah Jazz Basketball on the Jazz Radio Network. He bounces inside to favors. No look past Conley. Kicks to the corner to Ingles. Contested three. God! Utah Jazz Basketball is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller Lexus in Murray and Lexus of Linden by Zion's Bank. For a noteworthy approach to banking, Zion's Bank is for you. And by your Utah Toyota dealers. Now, getting you ready for another edition of Utah Jazz Basketball. Here's the voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke, with the legend Ron Boone on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Hello. How are you? Welcome to the Vivint Arena where the Utah Jazz get ready for their Orlando Magic. The Jazz looking for their ninth straight and their 22nd straight at home. David Locke along with Ron Boone. And Ron Boone prepping today. Two things came to mind today. Neither of them involved the Orlando Magic, if we're totally honest about it. Let's start with the first one. The Jazz are on an eight-game win streak. In this eight-game win streak, they're outscoring opponents by 18 points a game. They're the number two offense at 120, the number one defense in that time period. They have the second best free throw rate while having the second best rate of not going, sending other people to the line. Sixth best shooting team, best team defending the, th- the shot. They are forcing teams into 31% shooting on threes and 21% from three uh, from the corner, which actually might be lucky. Donovan Mitchell's averaging 29 points a game, which is the third best of anyone in that time period. Rudy Gobert is averaging 16 points, 13 rebounds, shooting 69% from the field and 72% from three. And Joe Ingles is averaging 11 points, four rebounds, four assists, while shooting 56% from three in that time period. Mike Conley's been very good as well. They're rolling again. I was just looking at, you, you just brought up wait, the Jazz. 22 times they've led by, won a game by 10 points or more. You know, that, that's just staggering. And, and, and they've only lost four games by 10 points or more. So this team is, is, is dialed in. They do everything that it needs to win the basketball games. And, you know, if three-point shooting is, is the key to, to them winning basketball games, that's what they do. And they do it, they do it very, very well. So um, I don't know what I'm looking for here, but that's just scary, I think, when, you, when, when opponents start looking at, looking at this basketball team. I wasn't planning to talk about Blowout City. I had that for later in the broadcast, <laughs> thinking we might get there tonight. But since you brought it up, we have led by 39 times. We've led by 20, 25 times. We've led by 40 minutes or for 40 minutes or more, 22 times. Here's the number I think is amazing. We have led by four, for 45 minutes or more. In other words, we have taken the lead in the first three minutes of the game and never relinquished it 14 times this year. Oh, and by the way, if we go on a 10-0 run, we're 27-0. Here's the other one I want to talk about, though. I want to talk about Rudy Gobert. Let me give you some fun ones on Rudy. Not only does Rudy Gobert set the most picks of any big in the NBA, he actually sets 10% more than the second most in the league. Ron, this guy is... In the top four in um, top four in offensive pick and roll, and he is the number one defensive pick and roll big in the league. He is a dominating, dominating force. 
And I think now that, what was that, two years ago when, when the screen assist became something that, and, and you, I think you covered it more it probably than anyone, uh, he enjoys now helping his teammates. He enjoys that screen assist. He also he knows that patience enough that he's going to definitely get the basketball. He's going to get it in, in, in some way out there, out there on the floor. So, uh, and just think about that. How often do they use anyone else on this team other than Rudy <laughs> right. to set screens? <laughs> Rudy Gobert, the Utah Jazz, Quinn Snyder Coach Show's coming up next. That's what's on tap, brought to you by Miller. Grab the original light beer, Miller, on the Jazz Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go downstairs and inside the coach's office. You know, my mind is on our team. Right before tip-off, here's David Locke with head coach Quinn Snyder. It's the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show. Time now for the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show, brought to you by Fanatics with head coach Quinn Snyder and coach Rudy Gobert. I was doing research today just trying to equate it in some way. I mean, he's a top five offensive pick and roll big. He's the best defensive pick and roll big. He defends 20 shots a night. He's plus 140 over the last seven games. From a coaching standpoint, can you put those numbers into some sort of context for us? Well, he's, he's pretty good in pick and roll. <laughs> and, you know, we, we try to involve him in pick and roll in a number of different situations, different locations on the court. Obviously, we have different pick-and-roll ball handlers, really primarily with Joe, Mike, and Donovan. And, you know, whether it's in transition, um, whether he's changing angles on screens, um, you know, it's something there's a connection that he has with the ball handlers. It's something that's developed over time, and certainly it's very effective. You've won 21 straight games at home. What has it been like to play at home in front of people in contrast to some of the games you've had on the road? Well, some of the games on the road, you know, even though our home crowd is not, um, you know, as loud as it is usually in a typical year, um, it's still on a relative basis, I think, you know, there's there's a difference. And... You know, as always, our fans make a difference. They, you know, despite a smaller number, relatively speaking, when they're loud, and, you know, they really lift the team. And then in contrast, you know, to some of the venues on the road, it's it's really it's significant. Uh, on nights with Mike Conley out, Joe Ingles has picked up more and more of the pick-and-roll duties. What – where has he grown in that, and how has he become so effective as a pick-and-roll guard? Well, I think one of the biggest things is when people typically have tried to send him to his right hand, um, he's figured out ways to be effective even in that situation, which a lot of teams will call weak, meaning they send him to his weak hand. Um, I, I think the word weak is a misnomer. Um, he just has different reads going that direction and oftentimes he's able to get back to his left hand and you know that's when you see his ability to attack the rim and, and pass even more uh, so he's he's worked hard um, to continue to develop the ability you know to attack those situations and you know often you know the other thing people try to do is to, to switch and put a five man on him and in that situation um, you know, sometimes he'll attack on his own, but he's he's become very good at moving the ball and creating opportunities for his teammates. 
Coach, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thanks, David. That's the Quinn Snyder Coach Show brought to you by Fanatics for authentic Utah Jazz player gear. Visit fanaticsauthentic.com slash utahjazzgu. That's fanaticsauthentic.com slash utahjazzgu. The Jazz and the Magic starting lineups are next on the Jazz Radio Network. Time now for our starting lineups. Utah Jazz come into this one at 37 and 11 on the year with the best differential in the NBA and the best record in the NBA. The second best offensive team, second best defensive team, number one team in the league at taking threes, number one team in the league at denying threes, second best team in effective field goal percentage, and number one team in the league in defensive effective field goal percentage. Here are Quinn Snyder's starters. And now, the Zions Bank starting lineup for your Utah Jazz. At point guard. Donovan crosses him over, steps him back for three. Oh, take that and wind it back. At shooting guard. Got it the all-time Utah Jazz three-point king, Joe Ingles. At small forward. Bogdanovich steps himself into a three and hits. And now Bogey's rolling. At power forward. Royce O'Neal's high up and he puts it down. And at center. Lobs high to Rudy. He'll dunk on the far side. Zion's bank. Donovan Mitchell leads the team at 26 points a game. Rudy Gobert, 13 rebounds. Donovan Mitchell, 6 assists. Joe Ingles leads him in three-point shooting at 49%. The Orlando Magic are coached by Steve Clifford. They traded Evan Fournier. They traded Aaron Gordon. They traded Nikola Vucevic. They're a different team than you've seen before. Chasen Randall and Dwayne Bacon are the guards. James Ennis, an athletic wing. Chuma Okeke is their power forward. Really nice player out of Auburn. And Wendell Carter Jr., former top 10 pick by the Bulls is now their center. So they are a very different team you've seen, but they've won two in a row. They're two and two since the trade. So it should be interesting to see a lot of energy. They're gonna come at the Jazz full throttle and we'll see how the Jazz deal with that type of energy tonight here on the Jazz Radio Network. Those are your Zions Bank starters. For 50 years, he's been in the game. With that knowledge and expertise, he gives you the inside story with your exclusive shoot around report. It's Ron Boone. Ron Boone brings you the shoot-around report each and every night here on the broadcast. And this is a Orlando Magic team that has just been decimated by injuries and trades. They have lost 253 games to injury this year. That's the most in the NBA. Jazz with the third fewest. This is the 23rd different starting lineup they'll use this season. They have actually, to their credit, come back from 10 down eight different times this year as they've battled, but this is a unique starting lineup for them. It's actually the group that they closed the game with against New Orleans the other night when they held on and won in overtime, and then their game before that, they won on a 16-0 run in L.A. in the fourth quarter to beat the Clippers. So their last two wins are against the Clippers and a shorthanded Pelicans team. Ron Boone, what's the shoot-around report? Well, obviously this team is shorthanded. They're, going to, they're definitely going to play hard. They want to try to make this team play in the half court, and, and the Jazz need to match their energy. They uh, just play as, and, and you know, just don't let their energy dictate the basketball game. 
Terrence Ross now is probably the vocal point of this team because he, the score averaging 16, 16 points a ball game. They want to be very concerned with the dribble handoffs there with him. They like to drop the big. So what the Jazz need to do with, with their against their defense and with the Jazz offense, move the basketball. They'll get those looks that they want to get. No Mike Conley tonight for the Jazz. Does Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles at point guard change what the Jazz are capable of doing it all to attack this? Uh, boy, I couldn't hear you. This is not do, a... do the, does having Joe Ingles and Donovan rather than having Mike Conley as your ball handlers change the Jazz ability to be able to handle Orlando? No, it, it hasn't all season long. I think the Jazz do a great job of, 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 of adjusting to who is handling the basketball the most. And I think Joe Ingles has done an even greater job of, of, of recognizing what's being done out there on the floor. He makes the right reads. I mean, he's just very good at that. And I'm, boy, I got all the confidence in the world with the ball in his hands. Jazz and the Orlando Magic. It's right around the corner. Jazz looking for their ninth straight and their 22nd straight at home next on the Jazz Radio Network. He roams the middle with nine feet, seven inches of standing reach. In traffic, Rudy goes above and packed it. Oh my, Rudy Gobert. He stretches out to seven feet, nine inches of wingspan. Right side drive, sees Gobert, leaves, just goes home. He defends a league leading 20 shots. Reverse side layup, spiked out of the air. He's a top five offense pick and roll big. Ingles now gets it, gives it to Rudy, double clutches, lays it up and in. He's the best pick and roll defensive big. Working in the lane, floater blocked by Gobert, palm to palm. He wears number 27, he's Rudy Gobert, and he in the league leading Utah Jazz have won eight straight and 21 straight at home. Bounces to Rudy Gobert, he goes high, he goes hard, he packs and he's fouled. From Salt Lake City, they do it again. It's the Jazz and the Magic. Tip-off is now. Well, like the other night, David, when watching Rudy Gobert go up against Vucic. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, this Carter, I mean, six foot ten, young kid, can shoot the three. Just going to watch that match up there as well. Yeah. Rudy sometimes just really takes advantage of some of the young guys that and just lets them know who's king out there on the floor. You know who Wendell Carter reminds me of? Derek Favors now. Not Derek Favors at the same age, but Derek Favors. I love Wendell Carter. I think he's a really nice player. In fact, I, I might be willing to go as far as saying I think that Wendell Carter helps you win more than Nikola Vucevic. Huh. Well, Which would be a... He's longer, he's, he plays he better. Yeah, and closer to the basket. Royce O'Neal gets a wide open three on the first play. No good, rebound to Carter. Here comes Jason Randall. He's their point guard. He's out of Stanford. He's bounced around on 10-day contracts. He gets all the way to the basket and scores. He was very aggressive to open the game against New Orleans and to close the game against New Orleans. In the middle, he kind of let everyone else do their stuff. Here's Ingles. Off a Gobert pick, they go under the pick. Joe fires the three and hits. You cannot go under a pick on Joe Ingles. He's shooting 50% from three. And I don't understand that. They're so concerned with him turning the corner and getting Rudy involved that they give up the three-point shot. James Ennis has bounced around to a lot of different teams in the NBA, an athletic wing. Top to Carter. Left side, it'll be a three ball. 
It's from Okiki. Okiki is a second-year player out of Auburn. He tore his ACL in the NCAA tournament before the draft. Slipped a little bit, but is a really nice player. Bogdanovich, baseline drive. Jazz leading at 3-2. Bogdanovich bumping and backing Okiki. He does not have the advantage on him that he had the other night. Misses the shot. Rebound comes down to Carter. Here comes Okiki. By the end of the night, I think you'll know who he is and you'll like him. He flares it back out to Carter, who's been an average three-point shooter, but he misses this one. And the rebound comes down to O'Neal. Donovan to the right side, averaging 29 points a game over the last 10. And in the eight-game win streak, the third leading scorer in the NBA. Donovan drives in the lane, no-look pass. Bogdanovich rotates to Ingles, back to Donovan. Catch and shoot, right corner three, missed it. Rebound to Wendell Carter, his third of the game. Here's Okiki to the front court. Okiki flares it back out to Ennis. Ennis is not a real shooter. He's a driver. He drives here. Bogdanovich blocks it. Ennis gets his own rebound with seven on the clock. Bounces down low to Carter, who tries to throw up a shot around Rudy. It's an air ball. Rebound comes out to O'Neal. Donovan, cross-court chest pass to O'Neal. He drives, lobs, Rudy dunk. 5-2 Utah. Eight guys you can run on, the, you definitely can run against this team. An early offense should be the Jazz friend here tonight. Orlando with massive injuries and trades. Okiki, right side three, no good. Rebound comes down to Donovan, he's got the accelerator down, he's going through the lane, loses the dribble, has to curl out on the far side. Chest is up top to Ingles. They're pushing him to his right hand like Quinn talked about in the coaches show. He gets bumped. Now Rudy has to come be a release valve for him. They reset Ingles with six on the clock. They go under again, he fires again, he makes again. Do they not know who Joe Ingles is? I'm sure he's in the scouting report. Because he's like the best three-point shooter in the NBA right now. And the only thing that I can say to that is... Randall, the Donovan goes under and Randall rises up and hits. Is David, is that they're just so concerned with getting Rudy involved that they're going underneath the screens there on that yeah, on the pick. Yeah, a little surprised by it. Joe fires again, Joe hits again, and now Joe's talking. <laughs> Joe Ingles is three for three for nine points. It's 11 to five. Ennis in the lane, free throw line jumper, no good. Rebound comes down to O'Neal. Jazz are on an 11-3 run. Ingles has it. Look out, here he comes. Pick and roll, cross-court pass. O'Neal, right side three, no. Flying in for the rebounds. Donovan, he misses it, or doesn't get it. And coming to the front court now are the Orlando Magic. Fading back free throw line jumper, no good for Dwayne Bacon. Bacon averaging double figures for the first time in his career. Bogdanovich driving on the smaller Randall, reaching in and knocking it away is Ennis. Rudy tries to drive on Carter, gets stood up and then draws a foul. Orlando is not a really good three-point shooting team for the season, but in the last four games since the trade, they only take 25% of their shots as threes. I mean, that's... That's like historically low for this era. 25% of your shots is threes. Joe Ingles, left side three again. This one's short. Royce grabs the rebound, kicks back out to Donovan. They've only made 32% of their shots since the trade. Shot clock's at 3.8, has to get reset. Our officials tonight are still Matt Kalelo, the Canadian from yesterday, and Mark Davis in his 23rd year. We've added Tom Washington 
in his 30th year. So all of a sudden we have one of the more experienced crews in the NBA. Tom Washington has done 172 playoff games, and Mark Davis has called 147. Donovan comes off a pick, rises into a mid-range jumper, and hits it. 13 to 5, Utah. Tom Washington does, been around a long time, as you just mentioned, does a lot of the NBA commercials, as a matter of fact, when it's dealing with officials. 13 to 5, Jazz lead it. Pull-up jumper for Okiki is up and in. Took a mid-range jumper. Okiki's shooting 40% from three this year, but only taking two and a half a game. Bogdanovich right side, top to Gobert. Over to Ingles, Come, Ingles comes off the Gobert pick, they drop the big, Ingles drives at the big and gets it knocked out of bounds. So they are dropping the big, like we've seen a bunch of teams do recently, and sit at the rim, and so the Jazz pick and roll game is gonna have a little bit of a tougher time than usual, we'll see how they can combat it. So far it hasn't been too big a problem, and Orlando is offensively challenged. 13 to seven, Jazz lead it. Seven minutes left here, first quarter on the Jazz Radio Network. My Utah Jazz Sound Flash. They're always going to be disciplined, trained on the defensive end, and they make it hard for you. Offensively, you know, a team that executes, you can see even in such a short period of time with different personnel, the way that he's got them playing, they're playing incredibly hard and together. You know, it's a, it's a formidable challenge. Against the team again, that's just rolling. 21 at home, they're top five in both offense and defense. Playing as well as anybody in the league, but you know, you never know in this league. I thought the guys were good this morning. I'll be disappointed if we don't play hard and, and hopefully we can give ourselves a chance in the fourth quarter. That's your New Skin Jazz Sound Flash brought to you by New Skin. Discover the best you at newskin.usa.com. Donovan Mitchell, left corner, jabbing, jabbing, now fires and hits the three. Jazz up 16 to seven. Ennis right side. Ennis off injured. Houston thought he was going to be the perfect piece for them. He drives and floats it up and in. And it was put off the glass. Never turned out that way. Yeah, that shot that he just took there was just one of those shots where, okay, Derek Favors is challenging this shot. I got to get it off. So he shoots it, gets it up too high, and ends up going into the basket. Favors in the ball game now. Jordan Clarkson in the game as well. Donovan at the top. Guarded by Randall, they go high with the pick and roll this time, change their coverage, surprises Donovan, he retreats out though. So with Gobert not in the game, they brought the the big up to Donovan. He's gonna go one-on-one -on -one instead. Another step back three and he hit it again. Donovan Mitchell was retreating back the other way before it even got near the basket. You, you, David, there's a feeling you know when you release the basketball well, and I'm not floating, I'm going straight up and straight down, and everything's in rhythm. I would have no idea what that's like. I didn't think you did. Thank you for sharing. Okiki bounces to Carter. He goes up over favors and scores in the left hand. Wendell Carter Jr., he spent a single year at Duke. He was on the team with Marvin Bagley and that loaded Duke team and Chicago drafted him in the first round and you know we'll see it felt as though Jim Boylan and he were not a great match he was the seventh pick of the draft he came in the league at, at 19 played 44 games and last year he played 43 games so injuries been issued he's averaged double figures in every season he's averaged over seven rebounds this Career is 11 points and eight rebounds. Nice player. Well, the last four ball games, anyway, three ball games, he's 
Bogdanovich gets inside and fouled behind by Terrence Ross. Made 14 of his last 20 field goals. He had a monster game in their win against New Orleans and just, he really got the best of Steven Adams. But he's not big and he does not have a great three point game. He's shooting, well, time will tell, he's shooting 33% or 36% this year. He, for his career, he's at 24%. You know, they list him at 6'10, 270. Do you see that? Nope. Someone was standing on the back of that scale while he was. And someone was lifting him up. Yeah. Bogdanovich's first <laughs> free throw so. is good. Second one's good. Jazz lead it 21 to 11. Coming to the front court is RJ Hampton. They acquired him in the Aaron Gordon deal. Gives to Ross. Floater up and in. Terrence Ross will be their one and only primary offensive player here for the rest of this ballgame. Ross, who grew up in Portland, Oregon. He went to college at the University of Washington. So a traitor. A traitor? Well, Oregon and Washington people don't get along that well when it comes to collegiate sports. 21-14. Jazz by a touchdown. Clarkson comes to the top, gets one dribble, fires a three and misses. Jordan had the Jazz going in the second quarter last night. Right hand drive. Bacon with his two colored shoes. Comes into the lane, misses the shot. We got a foul on the rebound. And it's Donovan Mitchell trying to screen out the skinny seven footer Mo Bamba. So all eight of their players have now played. They only have eight available players tonight. Not having a problem with social distancing on the bench at all. Kiki hands to Ross. Ross tries to pass through traffic, gets a pass deflected, gets it back. Steps back for the shot, no good. Loose ball, rebound, Faves. 21-14 Utah, 4.53 left first quarter. Jazz have won 21 straight at home. A franchise record. Clark's guarded by Okiki. Clearly the scouting reports to force Jordan to his left. He comes back to his right, weaves in the lane, pushes up the right-hander up and in. Okiki looked up, saw Jordan, and jumped to the right side of him. The scouting report was clear. RJ Hampton blows by Clarkson for an easy layup. RJ Hampton is fast. Hampton spent the year for the New Zealand Breakers last year. Went to Denver as a first round pick and they just moved him. Clarkson gets three of Hampton, airballs the three. Licks his fingers, wipes his hands across the front of his chest. Randall checks back in, Bacon goes out. So he looked like Steve Clifford is trying to make sure these guys stay relatively fresh out there on the floor. Ross, their leading score at 16 a game. Comes off the Bomba pick, drives the baseline, cutting through the lanes, Okiki stolen away by Clarkson on the knockaway by Bogdanovich. Clarkson looking like he's allergic to go inside the three-point line. Gets it left side, fires the three and hits. Jordan Clarkson looked like there was a, like a dog where the white line was a fence. He didn't want it to go by it at all. Gave it to Royce, got it right back and buried the three. Okiki driving, puts up the right-hander up and in. Okiki's a really interesting story, Ronnie. Troy's ACL, as I mentioned, the NCAA tournament. 
Orlando was in a salary cap crunch, so they drafted him in the first round, but under the understanding that he would sign a G League contract for the first year. So they didn't sign him. He actually then never played for the Lakeland Magic. And Bogdanovich working in the post, and Mark Davis calls him for Palmer. So therefore, he doesn't sign an NBA contract. He rehabs his ACL for the entire year in the G League. They don't have to start his clock. And then they signed him the next year and started his clock. This was a big-time recruit, top 50 recruit, former Mr. Basketball in Atlanta, Georgia. So there's two of those on the floor right now, the other being Derek Favors. Yeah, he's out of, went to Auburn. I like his game. I'm watching the way he gets into the paint, and, and he likes the mid-range game, too. Though. Randall gives to Ross in the lane, flares it out to Bamba, the seven-foot-one center, very lanky, driving hard, Hampton to the basket and rejected at the rim by Derek Favors, rebuked and denied. And the ball goes out of bounds off Hampton. Favors with a massive block, crowd loves it. Timeout, Hampton ends up laying on his back and looking to the sky. Timeout, Jazz 26, Orlando 18 on the Jazz Radio Network. Oh my! Utah Jazz Sound Flash. As far as us getting back, we you know the times we were walking back, you know, watching the ball. The next thing you know, they take off, getting out and running. That's just on us to put emphasis on getting back on defense. Um, and as far as them, they they got back on defense. You know, there was times where I was trying to attack and there was just nothing there. You know, I tried one in the second half and you know, there just wasn't many ways to attack. You know, so I think that's, you got to give them credit too. But, you know, we were able to adjust to that, you know, and play through that and understand that, you know, we can still win games like this, even though, no. It's Joe. Um, even though we didn't necessarily get out on the break. Donovan Mitchell, your new skin, excuse me, your Vivint player sound flash. Professionally installed, smart security, Vivint. 26-18, Joe Ingles is at the point guard. Mike Conley's out tonight. Lob inside to Clarkson, kicks out to Niang. Angle left three for George is good. Angle left is a special spot for George Niang. Angle left, you said? Yeah, I did, Ron. Yes, sir, he did. Now, I was Oh, impressed. my gosh. Ron, while we were talking about that, R.J. Hampton goes to inbound the ball. His four teammates run down the floor, get in the other side. R.J. Hampton's yelling and has to take a timeout because none of his teammates stayed in the backcourt. And R.J. Hampton, as the point guard, probably shouldn't be inbounding. All the other guys just ran down. Talk about a team that has not played much together. That's a pretty good example of it right there. Timeout, we'll keep it here. So you wonder why some of the fans that, are, that watch the ball game, why that point guard will just stand there and wait for a designated, usually it's a designated player that takes the ball, basketball out of bounds, designated by the coach. That's the very reason right there. Well, the other aspect of this, Ron, is the fact that R.J. Hampton's not a point guard. So he doesn't know to do that. He's never played point guard in his life until right now because Michael Carter-Williams is out, so he has to play point guard. RJ is six foot six. He did a fairly decent job the other night against the Pelicans. The Pelicans, though, were without Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and one other good player. Um, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson. Anyway, they're missing a third player. They'll figure it out this time. I'm sure two guys will be back there to take it out. 
Utah Jazz Radio play-by-play is brought to you by Golden West Credit Union. Let the leading experts at Golden West Credit Union help you drive away in a perfect car, truck, or SUV with the auto loan as low as 1.99 APR fixed. Apply online at gwcu.org and ask for Golden West Finance to get the dealership. We'll take care of you. Terrence Ross, three ball, no good. Jazz came out of his zone. And a reach-in foul by Ennis going after Rudy Gobert's rebound. Mia Oni comes in. Oni got some minutes in regular rotation last night. Tonight he'll play because Mike Conley doesn't play. Mike Conley, what what do we have? Five more back-to-backs, so we have five more games possibly that he will. Don't see any reason why to change that now. Clarkson, right-hand dribble in the lane, weaves out, brings Mo Bamba with him, seven foot one, puts his big hand up. Clarkson works the left side, takes a step back, three, got it. Jordan Clarkson's three for five, two for four from three, maybe breaking out. 32-18 Jazz. Jazz have hit eight three-pointers in the first quarter, which I believe means we're one short of our franchise record or have just tied it. Randall, right side drive, sees Gobert, tries to throw it out, Ingles steals it. Ingles on the run. Ingles stops, kicks to Clarkson, right corner three. Lob to Rudy, tries to just tap it in, then somehow collects it and dunks. That was remarkable. 34-18. That was a tremendous catch there by Rudy. With one hand, as a matter of fact. 8-0 run by the Jazz. Hampton goes down low to Mo Bamba. Hook shot, no good. Jazz with it on an 8-0 run. Down low to Gobert, out to Ingles. Joe was on fire early. Going after the ball is James Ennis. They battle for it and rolls off of Ennis out of bounds. Oh, they call a foul on Joe instead. Dennis Lindsay in his Baylor green. Sitting courtside. Has to be excited about his Bears making it in the finals. Dominating performance over Houston today. Should be a pretty good ball game on Monday, huh? Oh, you're assuming Gonzaga's going to beat UCLA, huh? Terrence Ross, left baseline jumper. No good. Rebound tipped out. Here comes Clarkson. Pull up three in transition. Good. 11-0 run by the Jazz ball game. Jazz are 27-0 when they have a 10-0 run. If I was a betting man, I would bet on Gonzaga. Oh, are they one of the great teams of all time? Well, from what I've seen, they are so consistent that it just, you gotta, you really gotta play to beat them. 37-18 Jazz first quarter. That is the ninth three by the Jazz in the quarter, which I believe is a franchise record. Clarkson in the lane, lobs high. Rudy has to hang in the air. He misses, gets it back, and gets fouled. Clarkson distributing the basketball. That lob twice has just been a little bit off the mark, and Rudy's has done a great job of actually catching it. I'm just disappointed they didn't hit a three because I want to see 10 threes in a quarter. Ten. There there were a lot of games I've seen where I haven't seen ten field goals in a quarter. Rudy's free throw, no good. 
It was close though, it wasn't like one of those wild early game misses. Here comes Rudy. Are you impressed with 15 attempts in the first quarter? Uh, yeah, I can really like everything about a 37-18 quarter, no matter who you're playing, Rob. Second one's good, they're up by 20. Utah Jazz have now led by 20. As Orlando drives the other way and gets it. RJ Hampton, who is lightning fast, able to get it up before the horn sounds and they'll count it. 38-20 is the score at the end of one. Utah by 18 on nine threes on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz lead by 18 at the end of one. This one looked like it was going to be a whitewash on paper with the amount of injuries and Orlando just coming out of the trade deadline and it has been exactly that. Here's RJ Hampton. He is there. They acquired as a major piece in the Denver deal. Right side Ross. Down low Mo Bamba slammed up. Against the zone defense of the Jazz out of the timeout. Jazz want to work on that zone more and more. You may see it for an extended period of time tonight. This would be a pretty good team to zone. Niang, right corner, three, up and in. Jazz franchise record for threes in a quarter, by the way, is 11. We did it this year against Charlotte. How soon, I forget. On February 22nd, that is our 10th of the game. Our franchise record is 28 in a game. Is that right? No, that's not right. 28. Is that right? Yes. Against Charlotte? Three for Mo Bamba, Bricks. Rebound comes down to Niang. Ingles, left-hand drive. He's going to push it up himself and in. Joe's got 11. Clarkson's got 11. Donovan's got eight. Jazz by 21, 43-22. James Ennis. The much-traveled James Ennis driving the lane, misses the banker. Rebound, Gobert. Clarkson on the near side. Chess ahead to Joe. Quick release, three. Pow! Timeout. Steve Clifford and Joe Ingles is in another time, another place, and another zone. Four for five on the ball game for Joe from three. And the Jazz lead it by 24 on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz dominating 46 to 22. Let's get a check on this day in history. It was 1988. Michael Jordan put on a show against the Pistons. Michael Jordan, the leading scorer in the NBA, has averaged 34 against Detroit, but has not hit 50% in any game against the Pistons, who control the opening tip. Jordan over Lewis, and he's got another one. 29 points for Michael Jordan. There are certain players in this league that just have license to do those things. And there's one there. Jordan gets the basket and the foul. Michael Jordan put up 50. Pretty good player, wasn't he? Detroit Pistons, 59, I think it was. 112, 110. Mo Bamba, free throw line jump shot, no good. Rebound tipped out of bounds. Off the magic. In the Steve Clifford's presser today, a media member basically, which you don't hear very often, pretty inexperienced actually, I would say, 
basically called out Steve Clifford for not playing Mo Bamba more. Like, why don't you play Mo Bamba? Rudy, UCLA cut to the rack, puts it off the glass, scores, slips, seems to be okay. And Rudy's got seven, beautiful pass from George Niang. And Steve Clifford was like, can we talk about Wendell Carter and how great he's been? He was nice. pretty funny. Nice. <laughs> like, the reason Obama doesn't play is Wendell Carter's been great. R.J. Hampton weaving in the lane, gets to the, comes back to the elbow, shoots a jumper, and misses. Jazz with it. Bounce pass to Gobert. Loses the dribble and turns it over. 48-22 Utah. Joe Ingles commits the Euro foul to stop the fast break. You know what's interesting about that, Ron, and the Euro foul? You know, I read something in USA Today what about that. Read? Would you tell me what? Help me out there. Did you read it, that it, actually the Euro foul is not allowed in Europe? Yeah, so the Euro foul is not allowed in Europe. Yeah, really? that, that's okay. true. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 48-22. <laughs> Hampton driving, double clutching as he sees Gobert. Top spins it over the rim and in. Jazz have had 55 straight games now with at least 10 threes in a game. And it's rudimentary. Doubling up, 48-24. Clarkson driving, scooping, missing. Gobert gets it. Ball fakes Mo Bamba into another zip code. Mo Bamba ends up leaving Gobert to the basket. He lays it up, and he's fouled. It's a little footwork there by Rudy Gobert. Ron, the 55 straight games by the Jazz with at least 10 threes in a game is the second longest streak in NBA history by a team. Do you have any idea who has the longest streak of 10 games with 10 threes? I'd have to say Houston. You are right. Yeah. Do you think we're close at 55 games? Probably not. <laughs> no, we're not. 97 straight games the Houston Rockets had 10 threes or more. And they averaged That's about 40 a attempts that year, didn't they? That's more than a season. And I know they had 60 at one time. 51-24, nine minutes left, second quarter. League rules mandate us to play the whole night. Ennis, straightaway three, good. Question now is whether the Jazz are going to go up on the, uh, the magic the way that the Raptors and the Warriors went yesterday. You know, I think I don't think Quinn will allow that to right happen. Right side three, Ingles swirls out. Oni punches it back to Rudy. Rudy pump fakes a three. The crowd loves it. Here comes Ingles, pick and roll with Rudy, kicking out to Oni. Three ball right side. You get the offensive rebound. You get the three. Jazz have 12 threes now on the night with eight minutes left in the second quarter. We're on our road to the franchise record, which is 15 and a half. Hampton drives, flares it out to Bacon. Bacon for three, no good. Ron, you say Quinn doesn't, but there's nothing you can, you can't prevent it to some extent. Like, Ingles walks up, he just bypassed a wide open three, finds Niang for a wide open three, and he misses. Rebound, comes down, Bamba. Jazz have made a change here, Ron, on their offensive rebounding routes. I don't know if it's just Mia Oni doing it or if it's everyone. Hampton driving, and he's fouled. Jazz are crashing the glass from the inside baseline tonight in a manner that they out of the corners in a way they have not in the past. You know, it, I'm going to agree with you, but I've always thought that One and Clarkson from time to time will do that. But One has always done it, and he tries to knock the bat, you know, just keep it alive and, and slap it back out to give the Jazz a second possession. 54-27.
Jazz lead it with 7.44 left in the second. Bacon driving the right side, grabbed by Favors. Outlet to Clarkson, high right hand dribble. Switches to his left, goes between the legs six, seven, eight times. Hesitates, now drives to the left hand, finds Favors rolling, layup good. 56-27. Hampton, calmly. Dispatches top to road to Ross. Ross working, loses the dribble, pump fakes, gets Ingles in the air, but no shooting window. And Ingles steals pass from Baba. Joe to the front court, lobs it high for Donovan. Alley oop, and he missed the dunk. Perfectly thrown. Bogdanovich pass. commits the Euro foul, and the only Euro part about it was Bogdanovich being involved. Jazz with 12 threes in the half, franchise record for threes in a. Half is 15, 14 is a game. Charlotte, where Steve Clifford used to coach, has been our victim for our two biggest three-point shooting nights in franchise history, 28 and 29. Hampton leaves it behind his back for Mo Bamba. Bamba, blind drive three, no good, rebound favors. They're two of 10 from three, we're 12 of 20. Clarkson, are they in a zone? Left side, O'Neal drives by, kick out, Bogdanovich, corner three, good. I mean, we are just bypassing one open three for the next one. 13 threes, 6.39 left in the second, 59.27 on the Jazz Radio Network. Today's player profile, we spotlight Donovan Mitchell and how it was a text from his sister that may have saved his college career. That jump from high school to college, I think is huge. And there were moments where I was like, this isn't it. We had played Virginia the game before. Um, I was benched for the game against Indiana in the Pacers arena. Like, I knew he, like, deserved to start. And I knew, like, he was better than what his last game. Because I do watch all of his games. And I did know that he needed a little booster. I was like, maybe I can help him. My sister texted me. It was more like, I believe you can do this. I've always seen you work. Like, she was bringing up moments from the past. And that's when I was like, okay. Like, if she's saying this, then it must be real. I knew it was motivational, actually. Like, it was a pretty good text message. I had a career high that game. Splitting that right, hitting crazy shots, falling out of bounds. Mitchell all the way! And that game really changed everything. Donovan Mitchell, that's a great story. Yep, absolutely. I've heard it before. And the Jazz are in the zone, David. Jazz are playing a lot of zone tonight to work on them. Trying to figure out what they have, really, for the playoffs. There's Ross takes a three, and O'Neal hits it. That'll be three for Terrence Ross. Ross has got a little spot in Jazz history. Remember when the Jazz had the Warriors' seventh pick of the draft? The Warriors became eighth in the draft. The Jazz got the pick. But the Warriors under Mark Jackson pulled one of the grandest tanks of all time to close the season. And they went, they went, took Harrison Barnes seven, keeping the pick. The player who went with that eighth pick, which would have been the Jazz pick, is Terrence Ross to the Toronto Raptors. Ross. Are you confident enough that the Jazz would have taken him? I do him? not know who the Jazz would have taken him. We'll call Kevin tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure 50, and, and in between tee shots, he'll tell us. Clarkson driving the baseline, gives to Favors, six-foot push shot, rattles out. Derek can't, can't get the rebound. Wendell Carter does. Here comes the magic on the run. Jazz 59-30. to 30. Carter deep in the post. 
stepping through, fouled by Favors. He might have a problem getting Kevin O'Connor off Pinehurst, you think? Well, I said if he may answer the question between tee shots. No team in NBA history has ever made 33s in a game, by the way. Not even the Houston Rockets. No, Milwaukee Bucks and the Utah Jazz have the record at 29. The Jazz have 13 with six minutes left in the third. Wendell Carter, free throw off and in. Wendell is just 21 years of old age, and he's another Atlanta product. Rebound on the free throw. Ricochets out to the corner, and grabbing it is Royce O'Neal. Donovan squirts left, now gets denied by Bacon, a good defender. Works back off the pick in the lane. Free throw line, stop, pop, hit. 61-31, Jazz by 30. This is the 10th time this year the Jazz have led a game by 30. Bacon driving. Off the glass too hard, rebound favors. Clarkson transition three, rattles out. Here comes Hampton, having extended run at point guard, reaching, O'Neal drop, knocks it away, Hampton falls to the ground, tries to pass out, it's a turnover. Donovan has it, comes to the front court, stops outside the three point line, gives it to Bogdanovich for an open three, hits. 14, tying a first half record for the Jazz. So the Utah Jazz tie a first half record with 14 threes in the game. Jason Randall, high arcing jumper, no good. Long rebound out to Donovan. 4.50 left, 64-31, Jazz by 33. Right side, Clarkson. Ball fakes a three, drives on Hampton, gives that to Donovan. Dame Lillard, deep three, perfect. The Utah Jazz have tied a franchise record with 14 threes and a half. Or 15. Just keep sending. Hampton drives, floats it out. Carter tips it. Nobody's there. Clarkson picks it up. He's got green grass and a two-hand dunk. This is just outrageous. Yeah, as a player, I'm telling you, you're, you, you start to lose, lose it, David, about now. I mean, it, you come out in the second half, you just don't have any energy to, to play this game. It's 69-31 Jazz with 4.16 left. Toronto and Golden State, excuse me, hold our beer. We'll be back in a second on the Jazz Radio Network. <laughs> This is nuts. The Jazz 69, Orlando 31. Time now to find out what is the franchise record for largest lead at the half. Because we're getting close. I did a lot of prep today, Ron. I, I didn't do all the blow, the blowout prep in the first half like I should have. And, and that's the thing. You, you, you just don't know how much of your prep work you'll get a chance to use. Well, had I gotten that injury report, I might have known I was going to use all of it. Terrence Ross into the lane. Right-hand floater up and in. But 
as people don't realize, you always you prep for the unexpected quite a bit anyway. 69-33. Donovan jabs right, goes left, fires the three. New franchise record, 16 threes and a half by the Utah Jazz. The largest lead by the Jazz ever at the half was 37 against the New York Knicks. They have led, to, they lead by 39 right now. Okiki driving, Gobert blocks it. Every rookie's got to try it. Bogdanovich gives to Gobert. Back out to Don. Don's got 16. Don fires another Lillard three and hits. You got to be kidding me. Donovan Mitchell just threw up three straight threes, each of them from five feet, feet behind the line. You know, there's a stat with, with now that they're keeping, but 30, 30. Well, he just added three threes. of them. Jazz 75, Orlando 33. Ross, tough pull-up jumper right side, no good. Rebound, O'Neal. And Ross grabs him. 2.56 left. Ron, Donovan Mitchell is now 21 of his last 36 from three. That's... O'Neal for three, no. Driving, Ross at the rim, suffocated by the defense. Bogdanovich in transition, and Ennis reaches out and stops him with 2.33 left. Easy night for the officials as well so far, huh? Not a hard one yet. Bogdanovich right side three, no good. Jazz are 17 of 28 from three. They lead 75-33. Ennis, underhand scoop to Carter, goes into the body of Gobert, gets him in the air, hooks it up and in. He's now done something that Vukovic didn't do all night. 40-point Jazz lead. Their largest halftime lead ever was against the New York Knicks a few years ago. They've never led a game by 40 at the close of a half. Ingles working the right side. Swings to O'Neal. Up to Donovan. Hesitates. Drives. Scoops to Rudy. He's fouled. They don't call it. Okiki on the fast break. Hesitates. Drives and spins on O'Neal. Gets it stolen by Donovan who knocked it off the glass. Bounces ahead to Ingles. Ingles lobs it to Donovan. He can't control it. Instead, he loses it out of bounds trying to be almost the gold globe trotters there for a second. Well, that's twice that, that he's gotten the pass up by the rim in transition and he kind of lost control of it. Crowd is loving it. 75-35 Utah first half. Ennis with a right hand push shot got pushed in the back by O'Neal. Utah 75, Orlando 35. Donovan has 19, Ingles 14, Clarkson 13, Gobert 10, Bogdanovich 8, and Royce O'Neal has not scored. Because we've got to keep order in the world. The Jazz have 17 threes. They've been, threes have been hit by six different players. The most points the Jazz have ever scored in a half, by the way, is 81. 
131 left, they've got 75. Ingles, left corner O'Neal, and he travels all over the place. He was just couldn't decide which one thing he was gonna do. 39 point lead by the Jazz, two more than they've ever led any game in franchise history at the half. Jason Randall comes to the front court, met by Donovan Mitchell, both New York products. Right side Ross, step back long two over Gobert, Gobert fouled him. Rudy really went for the block there. Usually he just challenges the shot. He went for the block on that play. So Ross will go to the line. Ross, first free throw, good. Ross following the career arc of Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams, Jordan Clarkson, six men, bona fide scorers. Well, early in the year, it was Ross and Clarkson. Clarkson, 17 a game, I, Ross, I, 16 I, a game. I have to be honest, I don't think Jordan Clarkson will get my vote for sixth man of the year anymore. And Joe Ingles will. Joe has really got it going. Joe Ingles, in my, like, as a backup, like, and I don't mean that as a criticism to Jordan Clarkson in one iota at all, but Joe Ingles is having one of the most impactful seasons of any player in all of the NBA right now. The value of 50% three-point shooting is astronomical. Here's Joe. Chess it to Bogdanovich, who wasn't ready for it, because out of bounds. Jazz are getting cute with themselves. They're up 75-38. Who can blame them? They don't understand the historical significance of getting to 81 points or leading by 39. Double picks. Wendell Carter at the top, right side, Ennis. Ennis with an awkward dribble, bounces it to Okiki. Okiki will take the three over Bogdanovich and miss, rebound Ingles. They're two of 11 from three, we're 17 of 28. Donovan is on fire, oh my, pulls up three. Holy cow, Donovan Mitchell, are you kidding me? This is astronomical. 78-38, Jazz by 40. Donovan's got six threes in the first half. Bacon will try a three. He'll miss. Rudy rebounds. Final shot of the quarter. Donovan with a high dribble in the left right hand. Comes across the half line in the dark mode uniform. Those are flames coming off his back. He's guarded by Randall. He puts the right hand dribble down. Up by 40. He passes to the corner to Bogdanovich. He fires the three. It's no good. Rebound comes down to Orlando. And a whistle and a foul. Who's it on? Rudy Gobert. That's free throws. That's going to challenge the Jazz. Largest halftime lead ever, maybe. Nope, 37. Well, they ran two guys at, at Donovan. Donovan gets rid of it to Boyan in the corner. Incidentally, Boyan from that corner, David, he's taken 91 coming into tonight's game from that right corner. How many has he made? Coming into tonight's game, 42 of 91. The Utah Jazz have set an NBA record 
for most three-pointers in any half with 18. There's enough time for two passes. It looked like the Jazz are setting up something here. Donovan just changed from one side to the, from the right side to the left. Joe Ingles now is going to rebound, and Boyan just goes to the other end of the floor. 78-39 is the score. Now 78-40. Inbound to O'Neal. He takes a dribble. He fires the three. It's short. <laughs> Had he made that shot, it would have tied the franchise record for points. Well, in they, a half. Did, they did set up a play, just didn't get it to the rim. <laughs> the Jazz have set a franchise record in both quarters for threes and a quarter and in a half. They have they have set the franchise record for most threes in any half with 18. They have just taken the largest lead ever in franchise history at the half, leading by 38. And Donovan Mitchell's on another planet. And I think I've set up Jake Scott and Tim Lacombe with enough. The three at the end left the Jazz short of the 81 points and a half, which was their franchise record on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz lead at 78 to 40. Let me make a correction on something I said earlier. This is not the largest lead in franchise history. We actually led Sacramento by 39. So those free throws at the end were tragic because they took the Jazz away from the largest lead ever in franchise history. The Jazz, Rudy just banked in a three. Are we going to see that here in the second half? Well, we just might see him take a three. I know, David, that he is 0 for 1 this year from the three-point line. So the Jazz lead it 78 to 40. How do you approach the second half here, Rob. I, I think you, you work on things in the third quarter and you turn it over to guys that don't spend a lot of time on the floor in the fourth quarter. Here's what Mike, Mike Wells had to say about exactly that when we talked with him just a moment ago. Well, I think that you're always looking for opportunities to get your team better. Um, you know, Terrence Ross was uh, hip and kind of holding us there in the pocket on the pick and roll and his cutback caused us a couple of problems. Um, you know, uh, how we have mixed in man and zone offense and defense um, against these guys. And then, you know, we'll start to uh, maybe get a chance to look at a couple other guys in a different role where we can uh, expand some things. You know, that's just good coaching there. I mean, you start thinking about, and Quinn says this quite a bit, is that making, getting better, get better at, at things that you do in, in every ball game. We we'll hear from Coach Wells as well in a moment about what impressed him the most. Here's Orlando in their white uniforms with blue pinstripes and a right-hand drive by Randall. Throws it right to Donovan Mitchell. Donovan on the push. Three on two break. Donovan gets in the middle lane. Trailing is Ingles. Couldn't find him. Rudy's deep in the post. Instead, they go to the corner to Bogdanovich. 
Bogdanovich drives, a lot of contact, no whistle, now the whistle. Late whistle by Mark Davis. Here's what Mike Wells said about what impressed him the most in the first half. Well, I think it starts on the defensive end, Rock. I mean, we've really just been really connected, really active. Um, you know, we've gotten up at the pickup points. Uh, we've gotten the ball channeled in the direction we want. We're flying around and we're active. And then that's allowed us to, you know, really play with great pace into the front court. And then, uh, you know, everybody's really passed the ball and found the open man. Do you change your approach at all coaching the second? We don't need to hear my question. We already heard his answer. We just played in reverse order for you. Bogdanovich at the free throw line. Jazz, he misses the first. Jazz offensive rating in the first half was a 151. That means they scored 1.5 points every time they crossed half court. Their defensive rating was a 77. Jazz by 39 as we open the second half, 79 to 40. Left side, Bacon bounces into the post. Okiki. Okiki is a rookie out of Auburn. Holding his left pivot foot. Now straightens up on Bogdanovich. Drives the baseline. Tries to spin. Goes up. Gobert spikes it. Second block of Okiki tonight. Bogdanovich to the front court. Accelerating to the rack. A lot of contact. Misses the layup. Rebound comes down. Okiki on the push. Okiki. His father's Nigerian. Flares it out to Carter for a three. No good. Rebound. Ingles. Joe Ingles started the onslaught with three threes early. Now finds Rudy on a roll in the lane, gets double teamed and fouled. Joe's got 14 points and six rebounds and two assists. Our master of the glass, leading rebounder, always now the master of the glass program, of course, is the team leading rebounder at the end of the year. But our master of the glass leading rebounder right now is six for Gobert, six for Ingles. And at the end of the year, master of the glass rebounding program, Safe Light will donate $5 to United Way for. Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team-leading rebounder, likely to be Rudy Gobert. Rudy's at the free throw line after that foul with a chance to put the Jazz up 40. That's the third time this year the Jazz have led by 40. Quite an onslaught tonight by the Utah Jazz. In fact, the Jazz scored 40 points in the Second quarter, the Orlando Magic scored 40 points in the first half. Still, that's where they are. 80 to 40. 80 to 40 is the score. Right side, Bacon with flashy purple and neon shoes. Gives it over to Kiki, driving and he dumps. I told you in a text today you'd like him by the end of the day, Ron. Boy, that was very nice and very explosive. 80 to 42. Donovan coming to get it, can't, so they swing left side to Ingles. They double Ingles, up top to Donovan, ball fakes a deep three, pass to the corner to Bogdanovich for the corner three, it's good. That is the 19-3 of the night for the Jazz. No NBA team ever has hit 30 threes in a night. And that is Boyan's favorite corner. Left block, Okiki. About 15 feet out, swings through to the middle, powers through Bogdanovich and scores. Orlando doesn't have a lot of pieces for the future. This is one. That's it. They got rid of all of them. Ingles spins, hooks to O'Neal, drives the baseline. Okiki goes down, kicks to Ingles. Left corner, three is good. Joe Ingles is five for seven from three, and the Jazz have 20. With 9.20 left in the third quarter, 
We need a three ticker the way like Felix used to have K's in the Safeco field or Doc Gooden in Shea Stadium. Bacon working the left side for a mid-range jump shot. Good, he's averaging double figures for the first time in his NBA career. Donovan works the right side, top to Ingles. High pick and roll. Joe works, waits for Rudy to roll. Rudy catches on the roll, rotates to O'Neal. Right side three, good. Oh my goodness gracious. And he throws his hands up in the air because finally I get one because the last five ball games, he's only made four three-point shots. And he he's one for five tonight. And he gets all the, all of his looks up just like that. I mean, just great well, he, look. He gets the most open looks of any player in the entire NBA, Ron. Yeah. Driving Ennis into Gobert, blocked by Rudy. Loose ball, Carter picks it up. Five on the shot clock. Bounces Okiki, challenging Gobert. That gets swatted out of bounds. And Rudy just shakes his head, no, you cannot. This game is so contrary to how Quinn Snyder wants to coach, it's hysterical. They're doing everything perfectly, but Quinn likes to work on things. He might have a not-so-receptive audience here. <laughs> Okiki's having a nice quarter. Has to throw up a prayer. To... You saw what he did, right? He switched right to he left as Rudy right, came over his right Rudy hand. Rudy was there to block it on the right hand. So he tried to throw up a 20-footer with his left hand. 89-46 Utah. Jazz by 43. Donovan to the front court. Bogdanovich pops off a Gobert pick, fires another three and hits. They've got to know. They've got to be. Quinn Snyder just called a timeout, and he's not actually allowed to. Quinn Snyder, Quinn Snyder is so buckled that he just called a college timeout, like after a made basket. I think he's almost telling them to light, lighten up or something. I think he wants to call off the... Dogs or something, Call Who off knows? the dogs, yes. And there it is right there. And Trent Forrest is checking in. And Derek Favors is checking in. And Donovan and Rudy are checking out. 92-46, eight minutes left in the third. And Quinn Snyder <laughs> just wanted to stop it, and he does. Time out on the floor on the Jazz Radio Network. Donovan Mitchell, left corner, jabbing, jabbing. Now fires and hits the three. Donovan, he's gonna go one-on-one -on -one instead. Another step back three, and he hit it again. Donovan, Dame Lillard, deep three, perfect. Donovan, jabs right, goes left, fires the three. New franchise record, 16 threes and a half by the Utah Jazz. Don fires another Lillard three and hits. You gotta be kidding me. Donovan Mitchell just threw up three straight threes, each of them from five feet behind the line. Donovan was on fire. Oh my, pulls up three. Holy cow! Donovan Mitchell, are you kidding me? This is astronomical! Donovan Mitchell has just checked out of the game, and we may not see him again. And there's eight minutes left in the third, 92-46. Don has 22 points on six of seven from three. And maybe most importantly, Donovan is 22 of his last 37 from behind the arc. Oni and Forrest are in the game with Favors, Bogdanovich, and Clarkson. The Jazz 
And Matt Thomas and Jarrell Brantley are all stretching and getting ready. But the Jazz actually don't have so many guys that they can just like roll out their bench unit right now. There's 18 minutes to play still. Bogdanovich driving in the lane, scooping, missing. Rebound comes down to Wendell Carter. 92-48. The other one, you probably don't have to be too careful of. You don't want to leave so much time that all of a sudden they get it within like 15 and you have to bring your guys who've been icing back in. Jazz are up 42 though, so that would be something. 92 to 50. The Jazz have 22 threes in the game. Bogdanovich back cut layup good. Nice find by Clarkson. No NBA team has ever hit 30. I'll be interested to see if they take any threes here, Ron. Their last two possessions, they did not shoot a three. It might be the first two times all night that they've gone two possessions in a row without a three. And it felt like that Quinn Snyder has great respect for Steve Clifford, was basically kind of saying to the guys, that's enough. Wendell Carter inside, misses, gets his own rebound, and goes back up and finishes, plus the foul. Rudy Gobert just sat down with 20 minutes played. Played a lot of games. It's our fourth game in six nights, right? Uh, yes, and plus Rudy's one of those guys he hasn't, has, did, has he played every game this year? Yes, he has. Yeah, he's already at 48. Uh, Rudy Clarkson's hasn't missed a game in a it. long time. The last time Rudy was going to miss a game was March 11th, 2020. George Niang and Clarkson played every ball game this year as well. Last time Rudy missed a game was the 82nd game of the year where he sat just for help. Clarkson driving in the lane, finds favors up in it. Three straight possessions without a three taken. Think something's going on here. I think Quinn might just say, guys, let's see if we can get to the rim. 96-53, Randall driving. Pass down low to Carter. It's working through traffic, short with the shot. Favors goes back to the rim, but Donovan's rebounds. Here's Forrest, rookie out of Florida State, two-way player, but the limits are off on two-way players. Clarkson. Works the left side, driving in the lane, a lot of contact, puts it up and in. 100 to 50, or 98 to 53 is the score. They've been up by 40 twice this week. Wendell Carter, three, barely nicks iron. And coming to the front court is Mia Oni, wiggles by the defender and then throws it away. Fast break, Dwayne Bacon. Layup, foul, and maybe a goaltend. Utah Jazz play-by-play -play is brought to you by Golden West Credit Union. Golden West Credit Union, letting leading experts at Golden West Credit Union help you drive away in a perfect car, truck, or SUV, an auto loan as low as 1.99 APR fixed. Apply online at gwcu.org or ask for Golden West financing at the dealership, will take care of you. Free throw's good. Terrence Ross comes in, George Niang comes in. Stat of the night, 22 made threes right now. That's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, selection, LHM Auto, driven by you. Free throws are good, it's 98-55, Jazz by 43. 
Niang, right side to Oni, free throw line extended, high over his head, dispatches to Favors, bullets it left side to Clarkson. Clarkson pops it over to Niang, who hands it right back to Clarkson. Clarkson bullets to the corner to Forrest, who's not a great shooter, fires the three, no good. Rebound Favors, back up and in. 100 to 55. left, Hampton, pull up jumper on the free throw line is good for RJ Hampton who's now four of seven. So the guys on this team, Hampton, Carter, Okinti, Okiki, Okiki, you like all of those, right? Beautiful shot. Clarkson driving, finds favors in the rim and lays it up and in. Trent Forrest is the only guy who's taken a three in about seven possessions by the Jazz. The irony of this happening tonight, Ron, is I'm going to guess, just having spent as much time around coaches as we all have, Bacon, left side three, is that at some point in the last 24 hours, the coaches have talked about what Nick Nurse did to Steve Kerr last night. And whether they thought it was all right or not. Right? Toronto won yeah. at 60 on Golden State last night. And they did it early. Niang throws a pass to the corner, anticipated by... Ross, stolen, fast break the other way. Bacon blocked from behind by Forrest. And they're going to call it a goaltend. Beautiful play by Trent Forrest. This is a great opportunity for Trent Forrest right now, though. These are the first third quarter minutes of his career. Clarkson goes to the left side. They bring two to him in the corner. Up top to Forrest, rotates to Niang. Niang tries to put it on the deck and gets it stolen. Okiki going fast break the other way, makes the layup. The one problem with not shooting threes is it's not what we do. So you can almost see that the guys are a little uncomfortable right now. 102-41, RJ Hampton defending Forrest tightly. Forrest gets in lane, jumps up, floats up a right-hander, rattles around, favors battles for the rebound, can't get it. Okiki comes out with it. Okiki's got himself 10 points, two rebounds, two assists. Swings it to the wing to Bacon, drives the baseline. Gets caught in the air, throws it back up top. Hampton for three, no good. Rebound, Oni tries to throw it ahead to Forrest who ran a route to the corner instead of straight down the lane. Timeout, 2.57 left, Jazz by 41 on the Jazz Radio Network. Your game summary, presented by America First Credit Union on the Zone Sports Network. Here comes Clarkson. Pull up three in transition. Good. Yang, right corner three. Up and in. Chess ahead to Joe. Quick release three. Pow! Kicking out to Oni. Three ball right side. You get the offensive rebound. You get the three. Donovan, he's going to go one on one instead. Another step back three and he hit it again. Kick out Bogdanovich. Corner three. Good. O'Neal, right side three. Good. 102 61. If you're just tuning in, the Jazz. Outscored the Magic 38-20 in the first quarter. In the first quarter, the Jazz had nine threes. Little did we know that was just a sign of things to come. By halftime, it was 78-40. Orlando hit two free throws at the end of the quarter to prevent the Jazz from having their largest lead ever in franchise history. They had 18 threes. Jazz then came out and hit four more right away, led by 46, and Quinn Snyder was like, that's enough. So now the Jazz are playing it a little differently right now 
and seemingly not taking as many threes, kind of playing a little different game as Wendell Carter gets a dunk. Ursan Ilyasova is now in at center. Trent Forrest is your point guard, Mia Oni, Jordan Clarkson, and George Niang. Jazz 102-63. This has got to be impossible for Quinn. It's so against him. Everything about him. 102-63, Jazz Clarkson left baseline. Two defenders to him, flares it out. Ilya Sobel will take a three, and he hits. 23 threes tonight for the Jazz. Ursan Ilyasova's first three-pointer is a member of the Utah Jazz. This lineup is not unimportant, by the way. This lineup is the Jazz being able to play stretch five if they need to. Ilyasova playing center, which he did do in Milwaukee some in the last two years, would allow the Jazz to play five out if they ever felt they needed to. Oni did a pretty smart thing over there. I mean, he really jumped ball side and forced Ross to run over him just a little bit late because he knew Ross was come, wanted to come off the screen and shoot a jumper. So Ross will go to the line. With Ross going to the free throw line, let's hear from Rudy Gobert on his play about how dominant he's been post-All-Star game. I think I'm getting more and more comfortable. Obviously, offensively, you know, my teammates are doing a, a great job looking for me even more, and uh, and it's on me to to be a better playmaker and, and finisher around the rim for my team. And I put a lot of work in every day to, to get better, and uh, and I know that, you know, in the playoffs, it's going to be huge for me to, to be dominant out there. And obviously, defensively, you know, I think, you know, I keep raising my level and try to keep raising the team level defensively every single day to, you know, when it's, when it's playoff time uh, for us to be at our best defensively. Matt Thomas in the game, comes off at three, gets it blocked by Hampton. 105-65. Rudy has been outstanding driving the R.J. Hampton. He gets suffocated by the defense to the point where he just throws the ball away. Hampton's being put in an unfair position. He is not a point guard. But because Michael Carter-Williams is out, they just don't have another one. They're without Otto Porter tonight as well. Kem Birch, actually a decent player, it's not. Here's Ross, he's their primary scorer for a three, no good. Rebound offensive, Ennis back up through Niang and draws the foul. Hey, Ron Boone. I'm still here, David. Johnny Jazang just hit a three with 2.58 left, and UCLA leads Gonzaga by two. How much time, David? 2.49 left in that one. Free throw by Ennis is good, 105-65. High scoring men's college game. Gonzaga is 30-0, looking to be the... What Indiana team was that? What year was that? That was Bobby Knight with Mike Woodson. And in the 90s? No, I think, no, no. 80s? I think it's in the, I think it's in the 70s. George Niang, left side three, swirls out. Rebound comes down to Carter. You see that UCLA team? Was Scott May? I think that's in the 70s, Ron. I'm talking about the Indiana team with yeah, Bobby I mean, no, Knight. That, yeah, the Bobby Knight head coach team with Mike Woodson, Scott May. I think that's that University, that's in the 70s, isn't it? Isn't that like 78? No, Isaiah's 78. That's got to be like. That's in the 80s, I think. No. Uh, uh, I'm certain. Am I going to be wrong on this? I'm going to be certain. 1975-76, 32-0. Wow. So yeah, 
32-0, 75-76. Quinn Buckner, Scott May, Kent Benson. Mike Woodson was not on that team. Kent Benson. 105 to 70 here, Matt Thomas. Gives it left side to Trent Forrest. Madrigal on a 13 to three run to cut it to 35. Niang through the lane, right hand runner scores it. 107 to 70 with 50 seconds left in the third quarter. Left wing Ross fading back on the baseline, no good. Rebound towards Niang. Forrest, beautiful crossover in the lane, reach in foul. Jalen Suggs has made a turnaround jump shot to tie it at 77 with 2.18 to play. I'm going Ronald Reg. What's the difference? We've been calling road games all year off television. I'm calling a NCAA semifinal game I have no rights to off a game tracker. It's not that different. Thomas on the right wing, losing the dribble, gets it stolen. He has been turnover prone since he got here. Hampton goes behind the back to the window, misses the layup, followed by James Ennis. 22 seconds left in the quarter. Maybe Matt Thomas hasn't played with the ball in his hands very much because he is, when he has been to, asked to here, he is turning it over. He's used to running off rate. screens. Yeah. It's hard for him to do that, though. He's only 6'3", 6'4". Forrest flares it. Ilyasova takes one dribble to his left, lets the three go. Squirreled deep in the cup and came out. And we'll close the first, third quarter, 107-72. Jazz lead it on the Jazz Radio Network. Seven to 72 here with a 12 minutes of mandatory basketball ahead of us. The Jazz have been up by 30 or more almost all night. Jazz come out in the fourth quarter with Matt Thomas, Trent Forrest, Jarrell Brantley, Mia Oni, and Ursan Ilyasova. And the Jazz ended up with nine of 16 in that quarter from the three-point line. And um, they and they, they really, nine of 16. In the quarter? In the quarter. Well, we made four of four to start, so. Yeah, and, and so that's. We have 23 threes. The NBA record is 30. We've seen to stop taking them. Maybe at this point, you'll just play normal with these guys on the floor. Brantley works behind them, but very skilled Carolinian. Matt Thomas, left elbow, pull-up jumper, good. 109-72. R.J. Hampton. Top left side to Bacon. Bacon, who played at Florida State. Left side to Ross, the Washington Husky, working in a pull-up jumper, no good. Rebound Jarrell Brantley. Brantley is six foot six with a middle linebacker's body and point guard skills. Hands to Oni, gets it right back. College of Charleston for four years for Brantley. Left side to Forrest. Back to Brantley, hands to Forrest badly. Bad pass, sloppy. Has to run it back down, five on the clock. Forrest driving to the rack, layup. Good, Trent Forrest. 111-72. 54 seconds left in the final game between Gonzaga and UCLA. The Zags have just scored an offensive rebound putback and UCLA has the ball with a minute left. 
turnaround jump shot up and in. Beautiful move by Okiki. Working into the post, UCLA and a foul. Well, free throws coming for UCLA. Oh wait, that's the wrong game. But back over here at the Jazz. 111-74. Forrest beats a man to the basket. Another layup for Trent Forrest. Beautiful crossover and explosion by Trent Forrest. Yeah, rejected the, rejected the screen there. The Jazz have been dribbling, I mean, playing the dribble handoff, and he rejects the screen. Forrest can develop a shot. That will be a big step from Okiki working inside, draws the foul. One thirteen seventy four. Johnny Jazang has just made the first free throw for UCLA to make it 81-80 with 43 seconds left. He's at the line to tie it. He does. What a game. Free throw here is good as well by Okiki, who's the bright spot for Orlando. He's got 13 points. Jazz 113, Orlando 75. Orlando leaves here and they go play the Denver Nuggets and then they go home Have for four. Have you seen this road trip? They started in L.A., then played New Orleans, then came here to play Utah-Denver. <laughs> it's going... It's ridiculous. Awfully hard scheduling so late. Man, they just don't have any players. Forrest hands to Oni. Quick release, right corner three is short. Rebound comes to Terrence Ross. Ross gives it out to Hampton. It goes to Duncan Ilyasova, fouls him. Gonzaga has the ball, it's tied with 22 seconds left. A deep three is no good. Rebound UCLA and UCLA does not call a timeout with 12 seconds left. They're bringing the ball up in a tie game. Five seconds left, crossover, drive for the title. He's fouled, it will go to the free throw line and they call it an offensive foul. You gotta be kidding me, incredible. NCAA officials like no others. That might be a half decent call. Free throws here are good by Hampton. 113-77. Matt Thomas, deep three, left side, no good. Jazz are stuck at 23 threes. Driving, Bacon, spinning on Brantley, missing. Ilyasova, nice rebound. Ilyasova's a good rebounder. He's legit 6'10", with a 7-2 reach. Forrest, who had a bunch of really nice plays earlier in this quarter. Swing left side to Thomas. Thomas, one for three. Oni working the top, not really a point guard. Swings it to Ilyasova. Tough look, three, no good. Rebound, RJ Hampton, nine minutes to play here. But they're executing their offense better now, aren't they? Yes. They just don't have a score, right? Like part of executing our, our offense is somebody beating beating you into the paint and then getting the blender going, and they don't have, that guy's not on the floor for them right now. 113-77, Forrest driving, bounce pass, Brantley, big dunk. 115-77. 115-77. Hampton, crossover, pull back, top of the key, Jay, no. Orlando is shooting 37% and two of 19 from three. They really don't have any three-point shooters. Ilyasova ball fakes a three, underhand scoop to Brantley. Brantley's shooting 40% from three this year. Oni in the corner, top to Thomas, wiggles to his left, shoves it back to Ilyasova, his ball fake, step back, 
three. He's fouled. He'll get three free throws. Gonzaga and UCLA are going to overtime. And we got a 30-point bell in the NBA. Well, Ilya Sova at the free throw line. Let's find out who rang the Larry H. Miller, Lexus of Linden, Lexus of Murray. 30-point bell. Let's see who it is. Here's J-Mac, left side of the floor. McDaniel's screen, now Towns clears up top against Howard. Hold, a jab step, now he'll settle for the long two, and he got it straight away. Back to a four-point game with 3.05 left. 36 points for Carl Anthony Towns, 13 of those coming in the fourth quarter. Was not enough as Philadelphia beat Minnesota 122-113. Carl Anthony Towns had 39 points, 14 rebounds, and five assists. Anthony Edwards had 27. Jade McDaniels now starting for them at 14 and 8. It's all brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Lexus and Murray, and Lexus and Linden, inviting test drive luxurious Lexus automobile today. 118.77 as Ilyasova made all three free throws. Hampton gives to Wendell Carter. Back to Hampton, two man game, lobbing up to the rim to Carter, and he's fouled on the roll. Defensive play of the game by the Jazz tonight's got to be one of Rudy Gobert's double block possessions. That's brought to you by Vivint. Smart security professionally installed. Ersan Ilyasova checks out. He played seven consecutive minutes. And now George Yang. Elijah Hughes is going to wish he didn't get the flu or whatever he got today. Yeah, could have got it. Non -COVID -related, a whole quarter. Non-COVID related illness. Driving, Bacon into Brantley and a foul. The Jazz in complete control and have been for a while. Free throws coming for Bacon. First one is good. Here's what Donovan Mitchell said about how the Jazz have been dominant at home this year. I think, to be honest with you, playing in front of fans is, is, is great. You know, it gives you an extra motivation in general, whether we're playing away in front of fans or at home in front of fans. I think having them in the arena, the feeling the support, or on the flip side, feeling the boos and the chance against you, I think that just creates the level of competition and it heightens it. You know, I think it, it definitely is a, is a factor. You know, got to give the fans credit. But, you know, as a whole, we just come in there and understand we got to take care of the home floor. Matt Thomas drives, banks one home, and the Jazz lead at 120 to 78. Thomas now has four points. Driving, Hampton, fouled by Brantley. Basket counts, and Jarrell Brantley picks up his second foul in four minutes. And RJ Hampton will go to the line. Donovan Mitchell's in a different place right now. He was six of seven from the field tonight from three. He's now 22 of his last 37. Here's what Donovan said about his approach to the offensive end of the court. Just attacking, you know, finding ways to be aggressive, getting in the lane, finding guys, understanding what they were going to give me, understanding that from the jump, but then also seeing where I can kind of fit in and kind of get in the paint and do my thing as well. And then also Mike, you know, Mike's out there telling me stuff in my ear, putting little tidbits like this is what he sees too, Joe, everybody. But, you know, for me, doing what I do, taking the shots that I was given, you know, not really forcing anything. I just got to continue to do that. That is 
Donovan Mitchell as Terrell Brantley missed a three. Fast break the other way. Makes it 120-84. Here's Brantley. Hard drive to the basket. Nice pass to Niang. Top to Oni. Above the break three is no good. He, that shot for his new release, Ron, seems like it's a little long. He does not seem to make the above the break three very often. Well, he's really worked on how quickly he can get it off. So Kiki. Kind of close to Wendell Carter. Jazz Fain a double. Carter retreats out of it. Back up top to Ross. He'll take a contested three on the right side. No good offensive rebound. Carter back up in it. Quinn wants a timeout. Six minutes left. Jazz 120. Orlando 84 on the Jazz Radio Network. The NBA now. Bucks have the rebound, and now you can dribble out the time. It's in the bank. Earning interest. Bucks go to 31 and 17 for the season. Our final 127 to 109 in Portland. Giannis with 47 points in the game to match his season high. Just a remarkable night. He was 0 for 3 on threes. 18 of 18 when he had a shot inside of the three-point arc in the game tonight. Wow. Giannis Adekumbo reminding people he might want to be an MVP candidate as well. Making people think of why isn't his name mentioned? I think boredom, is the, boredom is the only answer, right? Yeah, exactly. He's so consistent with what he does and what he does for his teammates. Great footwork. Can stretch the floor if you need to and a great passer. Kind of reminds you back in the day, David, when they used centers as passers more so than anything. You mean like back in the day like Denver? <laughs> yeah, like Denver. Back in the day like Miami now? Yeah. Back in the day, centers as passers. Best passer in the NBA is a center right now. Terrell Brantley crossing over. Swings it back to Niang. He'll take a three and short. Jazz have gotten cold after being just absurdly hot. They're now below 50% for the game. Ron, who's your MVP? I think, David, if I had to just right now, I'd probably take James Harden. Ooh. Yeah. Who was wow. yours? So it was Jokic until Portland had the same record, and then it became Dane. Brantley, left corner, three, no good. Jazz are not going to set the NBA records for threes today. So I went with, I, I've had it be Jokic for a long, long time, actually, even before the injuries and everything else. And then the other night, I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, wait a second. As Niang makes a nice move in the basket, the Portland Trailblazers are 29 and 19, and Denver's 30 and 18, and the team around Jokic is way better than the team around Lillard, right? Uh, yes, I'd say that. So then I kind of had to go, then I went to Dame. So I think if I had a vote right now, I might go to Dame Lillard. He has carried that team. Such a great player. And such a great So citizen. Portland's sitting on 29. Did they win tonight? Um, so they're I do not. They. I do not think so. I do not think they played a back-to-back, -back, but I can check that. What oh, yes, they're up 20 on Oklahoma City, so okay, they will so win tonight. So that makes them 30 and 19. Yep. Brooklyn is 34 and 15, and two of their players don't play when they want to. Right. You know? So yep. it's it's James Harden that's that's you're doing. Not, you're not gonna you're not gonna are you penalizing James Harden at all for what he did in Houston? No, <laughs> you're I'm not. not. Absolutely not. No. Are you? Maybe a little. I mean, 
Okay, yeah. since you're going to say a little, then I'll go with a little, but not enough to say that he's... Forrest drives, kicks, Brantley corner three, no good. Rebound, Ilyasova. Ilyasova walks it out to the corner, misses a three. How many have we missed in a row? Fast break, Hampton through a lot of traffic, can't finish. Rebound, Oni. Oni, fast break, kicks Forrest, finds Thomas, three, good. 24 tonight. 4.15 left. 125.87. Matt Thomas has seven points and two assists in the quarter. Wendell Carter still out on the floor because they don't have enough players otherwise. He has 17 points and 11 rebounds tonight. And Ilyasova just rips it away from Randall. Outlet to Forrest, and they grab Forrest and stop him. Team foul number two on Orlando. Why would you go with Harden over Giannis? Milwaukee's two and a half game difference. Thirty-one and seventeen. Well, if you're going record, then shouldn't it just? I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time because we have well, nothing else to talk about. If you're going record, then shouldn't it just be Rudy? Who's carrying the basketball? No. Donovan. The who's carries Milwaukee? Giannis. And who carries Brooklyn? Uh, Harden for some of it, Kyrie for some of it, and Durant if he plays up. Oni drives, cross court Dillius over, bounce to the corner to Forrest. Forrest beats the defense for a reverse layup and hits it. But if you're just going to define it by record, then why are you ignoring the team with the best record in the NBA? Well, what I'm saying is this, is that if, if you have a, a, a winning team, and one guy is carrying him to victory. And we're a collective bunch carrying us? Yeah. What about Kawhi? Do you punish him for not playing? <laughs> playing what he yeah, wants maybe, to. Maybe. I mean, LeBron and, and Beat are being punished for not playing. Ilya Sova drives, gets his shot blocked, and Wendell Carter grabs his left calf. It's going to be hard this year, I think. I think it's Jokic right now. Brantley. Jazz have 24 threes in the night. Hands to Thomas. Takes a few extra steps. Now tries to get free kick. Gives to Oni. Hard drive to the rack. Packed it. The Bulldog with the right hand hammer. Oni only knows one way to compete. Okay, so I would probably take Jokic right now. I swayed I'm you? I'm just giving you a, Well, no, no. I was. I knew which way you were going. I was just giving you a, Okay, so you're going, going Jokic and I'm going Lillard. But I'm not going Lillard by a lot. Like, it's right there. Jokic has been just great. And I think Denver's going to make a run. I think Denver could be the two or three seed by the time we're done here. 129-89. Time out on the floor. We'll take it as well on the Jazz Radio Network. One twenty-nine, eighty-nine, two twenty-five to play here. Jazz has been in control the whole way. They're up forty right now. Before we go any further, let's find out about University of Health next opponent. 
the Dallas Mavericks. For Doncic against Burks on the stop and go. Backs up on the dribble. And will shoot the three, stepping back and hit it again. Porzingis on the pick and pop for three. It's good. To Hardaway, wide open right corner three. Yes, indeed. Here's Doncic on the drive around Harden for a two-hand flush at the front of the rim. One bounce backwards to Brunson against Richardson. Will throw it up top, and there is Porzingis for the dunk. Fake right, go left for the back to Dallas Mavericks next. They're rolling. Spending the Dallas Mavericks, David, are just one game over 500 at home. 11 and 10. Interesting to see as more and more teams start having fans mm-hmm. in the crowd, whether home records start getting better. Start to That'll get better. Be a story. One of the great plays in the history of college basketball just happened. We will try to get it for you here in just a moment. But one of the truly iconic plays that we will see forever, maybe surpassing the Christian Leitner shot in the realms of the history of the NCAA. Obviously, you have Michael Jordan and Keith Smart's game winners that are in Chris Weber's timeout. And those moments that are final game plays that are all-timers. But what just took place, Jalen Suggs hitting a 40-footer off the glass, off as the horn sounds after UCLA tied it with 3.3 seconds left, would probably go in the top five shots in the history of college basketball. 131-91. Here, the Jazz lead by 40 and half all night. 150 to play. Jazz at one point were on pace to set the NBA record for 33s and then pulled off. Trent Forrest flares it out to Brantley on his tippy toes. He fires and hits. 25 threes tonight by the Jazz. 33s in a game is hard because you get up by so many when you start hitting them that it's almost rude to go get 30. Reverse side layup, no good. 120 to play. Here's Forrest to the front court. Gives to Ilyasova. Over to Oni. Oni will step behind the three and miss. All right, here it is. Here is the final play of the game a moment ago between UCLA and Gonzaga. We're tied at 90. Here comes Suggs. Long three for the win. Banks at home. Banks at home. Jalen Suggs. A deep banked three to Sten Gonzaga. One step closer to history. The front side of that story is that UCLA scores with 3.3 to be able to tie it. And Ilya Sova hits a three. That's the 26 of the game by the Jazz. 137 to 91. Are those Mountain America threes? Yeah, that's just why they only get $50 for every three this year. (laughs) That's too too much. Our Subway sub of the game tonight. We'll give it to Mia Oni for 25 minutes, five points and four rebounds. Ilyasova has nine points and five rebounds. He could be in the running for our Subway sub of the game as well tonight. Brought to you by Subway. Eat fresh. 
137-91 is your final tonight. And as the Jazz blow out Orlando early and often, the schedule makers got Orlando pretty good on this one. The injury bug got him and the trade deadline got him. It was a lot of factors for poor Orlando. As the Jazz blow him out from the very beginning. Trent Forrest goes over and shakes hands with his ACC mates. And they are all going to go back to the locker room and find out about one of the craziest plays in the history of college basketball. That was something else. This was an onslaught that we saw coming. We got a tsunami warning and it arrived. <laughs> Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott join us. Which game should we talk about? Well, I, I'm going to go with your tsunami. The, the Orlando probably should have boarded up and and just headed for the hills. You know, that one was was brutal. But that that Gonzaga game, I mean, not that we were trying to sneak a peek, but, yeah, we were. Unbelievable shot, and Suggs was just money. By the way, Coach Lacombe called it, said it was going in what before he even Suggs shot it. What did Suggs do earlier? Because while I was watching Twitter for Jazz Magic Notes or things, I noticed that the place went nuts on Suggs. What did he do earlier? He had a block shot. I don't know if that's yeah. what you're talking about, but he had a, a block uh, on a dunk. Yeah, it was going to be – they were going to go down to right there yeah. in regulation. And he blocked a dunk? He blocked a dunk. Yep, wow. got it Got it from behind. Clean, too. Actually, he blocked a they, dunk. He saved it, and then they pitched it ahead to him. You know, he ran out wide. They pitched it ahead to him. He made a almost like a one-time three-quarter court bounce pass to Timmy for a dunk. Like the whole th- – Scenario was uh, unbelievable. Yeah, that's what I saw. I was going to sequence. 